Welcome back. Who would have thought uh, in the middle of March, just before Mother's Day, that uh, we would then have such a break. It's been quite a journey. Lots of people have had different experiences to this time. I want to begin by uh, giving a clap of praise and stamping of feet to Jesus. Again, I think this is safe. Uh, so if you can stomp your feet and clap your hands. And it's, uh... Excellent. So he's kept us healthy and we're able to enjoy church together. And if it's by the reverberations of sound waves from our feet, then so be it. So be it. Hopefully, God willing, uh, we'll be able to get Tim back up the front and we'll be able to have a worship and a song, because that's uh, uh, very dear to our hearts, I know. Put your thumbs up if you are up for uh, worshipping uh, when we're allowed to. Thank you very much. There'll be lots of this sort of thing. Job's just receiving the Holy Spirit there. Bless you, Job. Um, and secondly, um, so first he was a praise to Jesus. Secondly, thank you for working with us in trying to set this up. Thank you for staggering arrivals, wearing masks, keeping separate, and thank you for sort of keeping the toilets clean and all the other things uh, that you have to do. Um, I realise there are a lot of rules. I realise that some of you are steaming up under those masks. But the idea is that um, not only that we keep safe, but that other people see that we are being responsible in meeting back. So it's not just for our own safety, but it's people outside looking in going, you know what, church is a, a, a responsible place and that, that we listen to uh, the advice and that we don't, for instance, um, suggest that uh, sort of injecting bleach is a really good idea. Um, incredibly, a little bit of political political contentiousness there. Um, it was 126 days since we last met in this hall. 126 days. That's just over four months. Some of us, if your Facebook fa uh, feeds are reliable, you've leant back into self-isolation and found peace and family. And you know what? You don't want the world to come in and encroach on you. Put your thumbs up if you have uh, uh, enjoyed some of this. Uh, excellent. We've got a couple of thumbs up um, there. Other double thumbs up. Oh, it's good to hear. Um, others have endured health scares, job fears, and they haven't done well in isolation. Uh, and uh, I've certainly felt some of those, if not all of them. And uh, so uh, uh, that's a thumbs down. Uh, uh, thing. Most of you will have probably enjoyed moments of peace. Um, I've loved going into the sort of bearish forests and you know there's no cars and this, that and the other but there's also been lots of difficulties to navigate. I've been able to take my kids on all sorts of bike rides and explore all sorts of things um, and that's been really great and then there was this really tragic moment when we were out quite far from home and uh, uh, 
my daughter came off her bike and we thought she'd like broken her arm and then we're like how on earth are we going to deal with a little girl with a broken arm when all the hospitals are overwhelmed uh, with the virus and so you have these moments of joy and these moments of darkness that you've had to sort of wrestle with on our first meeting back I want to talk about the greatest thing we can do whether it is tranquil and quiet or whether things are noisy and difficult. Um, I want to talk about the greatest thing we can do when we are feeling thankful while we're eating with our family um, or when uh, the internet is down and you can't work from home and the kids are squabbling and it's all coming too much. Regardless of our personal circumstances. This thing should be the means that we're able to rejoice in the blessings and cope with the disasters. This morning I want to talk very briefly about prayer. Put your hands up if you're able to pray more during lockdown. There's no judgment here, I tell you that. It's a uh, um, a lot of people have gone into all sorts of coping mechanisms. I think that's a fair one. Uh, one of the congregation did that internet, and I think uh, that is probably a, a, a good confession. Um, and so some of us like the idea of praying, and like I've seen lots of sort of memes that suggest, you know, God's going to bless the church, we're going to go into a time of prayer and fasting, in four months we're going to come out um, rejoicing, and uh, I have yet to see the reality of that in any fellowship. Um, so uh, hopefully you have managed to pray a little bit over lockdown. Um, and I wonder if you've had any answers to prayer in lockdown. I want you to think about that. And I want you to give me a wave if you can remember a prayer. Um, uh, I was praying for uh, uh, Barry yesterday. Um, and it was really good to see uh, his test results. And uh, I've certainly seen answers to prayer. Uh, when you have uh, sort of kids, uh, you're always praying about everything from broken arms to uh, fevers to uh, the internet and siblings fighting and stuff. Uh, and so uh, there's all sorts of bit. And if you've had a good answer to prayer that sort of I've reminded you this morning, just encourage you to let me know because it would be good to remind ourselves of all the prayers that we've prayed over the last four months and all the different times God has taken a possible crisis and then brought his peace into it. So often we just move on to the next crisis. You know, God grants us one thing and then something else happens and we forget about uh, God's intervention. So it would be good to hear uh, that. Up. Stand up if you sometimes find prayer difficult. Keep standing if you ever get bored of prayer. Keep standing if you ever get distracted in prayer. Keep standing if you ever get tired of prayer. Keep standing if you sometimes just run out of words and wonder how you're supposed to uh, formulate a prayer at all. God bless you for your innocence. Uh, you can sit down now. Put your hands in the air, both of them, if you would like to be better at prayer.
hear all the phones clatter as they drop them. But uh, uh, God bless you. So, uh, so I think we all know about prayer. We all know it's important, but it is uh, uh, something that so often uh, that we don't do for ourselves. And so I want to read uh, one of the most helpful passages I've ever encountered on prayer. It's in the Jesus Storybook Bible. If you bought your Bible today, I'm very sorry, but this is not an exact translation of the, of the original Greek. So it says this in How to Pray. Oh, fantastic. Barry's put some emojis and stuff. Hi, Barry. Um, appreciate. Uh, there's more online activity with Barry there uh, than the rest of us put together. That means the streaming's working as well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, GifGaf02 Network. So, I'm just assuming, it's a bit like end of school, you know, you, we're just making this up as we go along, so uh, I can say things um, without too much fear of reprisal. Um, so it says this in the Jesus Storybook Bible. In those days, there were some extra super holy people. At least, what, at least that's what they thought. And they were called Pharisees. Every day they would stand out there in the middle of the street and they would pray out loud in big, extra, super holy voices. They really weren't praying so much as showing off. They used lots of special words that were so clever no one understood what they meant. I wonder if you've ever met someone like that. Hopefully you're not thinking of me, but there we go. Uh, people walking by would stop and stare, which might sound rude, except that's exactly what the extra super holy people wanted. They wanted everyone to say, look at them, they're so holy. God must love those people best. Now you and I both know they're wrong. God doesn't just love holy people. But the people walking by weren't so sure. Perhaps you did have to be really clever or good or important for God to love you. Perhaps you had to know lots of difficult or clever words to speak to God. So one day Jesus taught people how to pray. He said, when you pray, don't pray like those extra super holy people. Hopefully that alleviates stress. Don't pray like the super holy people. They're not the ones you're supposed to copy. They think if they say lots of words, God will hear them. But it's not because you're so clever or good or so important that God will listen to you. God listens to you because he loves you. Can I have a stomp for that? Those who wore boots can make a real effect. My son in sandals has made a bit more noise actually than me. Very good. Did you know that God is always listening to you? Did you know that God can hear even the quietest whisper deep inside your heart, even before you've started to say it? Because God knows exactly what you need, even before you ask him. Jesus said this. You see, God just can't, you see, God just can't wait to give you all that you need. So you don't need to use long words or special words. You don't have to. You don't even have to have a special prayer voice. I wonder if you've ever met someone that you know they're about to pray when they go, Oh Lord of heaven and earth. You just have to talk. So when you pray, pray in your normal voice. Just like when you're talking to someone you love very much. 
pray like this. Hello, Daddy. It's a bit informal, isn't it? Hello, Daddy. We want to know you and be close to you. Please show us how. Make everything in the world right again and in our hearts too. Do what is best, just like you do in heaven. Please do it down here too. Please give us everything we need today. Forgive us for doing wrong, for hurting people. Forgive us just as we forgive other people when they hurt us. Rescue us. We need you. We don't want to keep running away and hiding from you. Keep us safe from your enemies. You're strong, God. You can do whatever you want. You are in charge. Now and forever and for always. We think you're great. Amen. Yes, we do. Can I have a clap? The under, the under 12s without masks are really coming into their own, aren't they? All those adults are muffled and suddenly the kids are rulers. What did you say? Uh, you see, Jesus was showing people that God would always love them with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking always and forever love. So they didn't need to hide anymore or be afraid or ashamed. They could stop running away from God and they could run to him instead as a child runs into her daddy's arms. Anyone knows what these are? Put your, you're not allowed to shout out, you've got a mask on. Put your hand up if you think this is the hydro... Oh, wait a minute, you don't know what I'm asking. Put your hand up if you think this is the hydro spanner hand solo uses to fix the Millennium Falcon. No! You may have noticed, that you may know that I went to see Empire Strikes Back, it's a fantastic film. Stand up if you think these are hair clippers for people to cut their own hair. Stand up. It gets the circulation going. Excellent, you can all sit down. Yep, they're hair clippers. On Friday, I took my sons to a pro. Why did I take my sons to a pro? Well, I had a go at cutting their hair during lockdown. And God bless them, they weren't really very still. And um, the new hair clippers were very sharp and there may have been bits of their hair that you could tell a loving father had tried to do what he should never have done. So anyway, so I took them to a barber's um, and God bless the internet, I booked a wrong barber. I thought I was booking my local one and it was the other side across town. So we arrived at the wrong one and then had to race across observing the speed limit continually throughout our journey. Um, and, uh, and then I arrived at what I thought was the right one and then that wasn't right either. Um, and so we finally had to get the one. And so uh, uh, one of the guys uh, sat in the chair having his hair cut and me and Job sat down catching our breath. Um, and we wondered about the phenomenon of hair. I wonder if you've ever sat down and actually thought about hair. Did you know that so that hair on the skin is one of the defining characteristics of a mammal? I did not know that, uh, but it is. Hair grows everywhere on the external body, despite men and women's best attempts to shave, pluck, wax. It is on all the external bits of the body, except, this is 
these nice mucous membranes and uh, glabrous skin. I don't even know how to say that. It's a new word to me. Um, so, like your palm of your hands don't have skin on, the soles of your feet don't have skin on, and your lips. If you have hair on that, that's a problem. Um, so hair, while you have this hair all over your body, it helps regulate your body's temperature and apparently it protects you uh, from the ultraviolet radiation. But whenever I get football and get hideously burnt, I'm wondering whether I need to take my hair back and get a refund. I wonder if you can guess the number of hairs on a human head. The average number. Right, before I start getting shout outs, this is a non-verbal response here. So whenever I'm asking a question, Miles, I'm expecting a non-verbal response. Sit down if you think, keep sitting if you think it is under 5,000 hairs on the human head, on average. Put one hand up if you think it is between 5,000 and 200,000 hairs. Put one hand up if you think it's between those things. Stand up if you think it is between 200,000 and 1 million. Stand with your arms waving in the air if you think the average human head has over a million hairs on it. Excellent. Fascinating. You can sit down. If you sit, if you sat with your hands in the air, you got it right. There is around 100,000 hairs on the average human head. But, we all got different amounts. Uh, despite being an expert on hair, and our barber did a meticulous job, he used like 14 different instruments to cut my boy's hair, which I was just going to rip off with the hair clippers. And so this guy was an expert. But do you know what? He didn't know how many hairs he was cutting. If you asked him how many hairs he'd cut on my boy's head, he would have looked at you blankly. However, Jesus told us that our Heavenly Father thinks humans are more precious than animals and he knows how many hairs on your head. He knows whether you're above average or below average. He knows that I have probably less than average number of hairs on my head and he knows that Jana, I reckon, has got more than her fair share of hairs on her head. Um, knowing this fact about us, about each and every one of us sitting in this room, it should show us that our Heavenly Father knows us very closely. And he really cares for us. <laughs> you see, you only take notice of the little things if someone's life is really important to you. You only know the intimate details if the other person is really important to you. Regardless of whether we have had a good dad in our lives or whether we've had a bad dad or an absent dad, Jesus tells us that when we pray, we are talking to someone that loves us deeper than anyone else we've ever known and that he knows us best. Doesn't that sound amazing? 
Give me a stomp if you think that sounds amazing. Excellent. Barry's working hard on those emojis. Bless you, Barry. Making our YouTube channel look exciting and dynamic. Um, when we think about God as he is and not as we imagine he is, it should change the way we pray. When we take in the fact of who God is and what he says about himself, suddenly the conversations that we have with him should change. We don't have to pretend to be someone else. Doesn't that sound good? I wonder if you've ever pretended to be someone else in conversations. Pretended to be happy, or pretended to be interesting, or pretended to be clever. You don't have to do that with God. We have nothing to hide. I wonder if you've tried to hide things about yourself from other people. He knows everything about you. There is not a bad habit, an aspect of your history, or a rash that you have that he is not aware of. Realising that he knows and cares for us better than anyone else in the entire world should make prayer attractive, it should make prayer peaceful, and it should make it exciting. We are talking to someone that knows the number of hairs on our head. Can I say uh, one last thing about uh, something to encourage you to pray? Give me a wave of your hands if that's all right. Otherwise we'll stop now. Excellent. Oh, it's time up. Um, imagine it is your birthday. Imagine it is your birthday and someone's going to buy you a present. Now I didn't have 10 grand in actual money and I realised this is a poor substitute. In fact, we've lost half of our Monopoly money so that um, I had to scrimp and save this Monopoly money. So this is 10 grand in Monopoly money. You could set up, is it Park Lane and Mayfair and set up a few hotels there probably and make a fortune. Now imagine it's your birthday. Someone's going to buy you a present and they are going to spend 10 grand on you. Put your hand over your mouth if that sounds shocking and amazing. Excellent. I just appreciate you all joining in. Realise some of you feel stupid, uh, but church is not the place to look cool anyway. Um, who here likes presents? Stand up. Excellent. I'm going to ask you to stand up. This is a non-verbal response. Excellent. Right, well done, thank you. You've all joined into that part. That's good, you can take your seats. If you have received bad presents in the past and now think Amazon wish lists are God's gift to the human race, give me a wave. Has anyone had bad presents in the past and now just want everyone to buy them gifts off their wish list? Many years ago, when I was a kid, um, one of my aunties, we'll just call her Norma, so we're not shaming her around the world, um, gave me possibly the worst present I have ever had. Um, Norma uh, loved gambling, and I think she'd lost a few times, um, and I think it was a surprise that we'd arrived around her house. Um, she didn't know much about kids. Do you know what she got me as a present? She got me and my brother a pack of batteries. 
Wow. Let me can tell you, as, as children, we were not thrilled at a pack of batteries. You could almost give a child anything um, and they will find a game to play with it, but you're not allowed to play with batteries. So that was a lose-lose situation. Give me a thumbs down if you know that buying batteries for a five-year-old is a pretty grim present. Thank you. And no chat back from the audience, please, from the front row. Now, getting back to that 10 grand gift. Stay seated if you would like and trust my Auntie Norma to buy you a 10 grand birthday gift. Put your thumbs up if you'd rather let someone else who knows you better uh, that you would like them to buy you the 10 grand. Excellent. A bit of a convoluted sentence. It looked better on paper. Thank you for those that worked out what I have just said. So, this is the second truth of today that should encourage us to pray lots. Not only does God know us really, 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 really well, but he is unimaginably wealthy and inconceivably powerful and he knows the very best presence for us. He knows our affections, he knows our character, he knows our strengths, he knows our weaknesses, and he knows the very best thing to get us. Give me a stomp if that sounds pretty cool. Even before we ask our Heavenly Father for anything, he is able to answer perfectly. So, church, adults and children, I want you to think on God's character and his nature when you pray. I want you to remind yourself of what your Heavenly Father is like. I want you to remind yourself whether life is noisy or quiet, whether it is chaotic or peaceful, that prayer is the best response. That prayer is a great thing to do, no matter our circumstances. I want you to remember God loves to hear you talk to him. He is never busy, he is never occupied, he has never got too much on his plate. He always delights in hearing from you. Even the shortest most confused conversation is better than the silence so many of us end up doing. Even the shortest and most confused garbled words are better than nothing. God knows us so very well and he loves us so very deeply. Before him we can be completely ourselves. Even before our spouses and children, we uh, can try and be other people. Even before our friends and family, we can try, try and be other people. But before God, he knows us and accepts us for who we are. And remember that God knows what's good for you. You can just keep on asking for different things. And he has the power to bless you in the best possible way. He will even bless you with things that you never dared ask for. 
And so I want us all to stand and I want us all to hold out our hands because just as the bit of Bible said, we just come to him with an attitude of a child to receive his gift. Let me close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you love us profoundly, that you know us better than we know ourselves. Lord God, I thank you that you own cattle on a thousand hills. Lord God, we thank you that you have a power to bless us in unimaginable ways. Lord God, we each come to you this morning and ask for your goodness in our lives, for your mercy, for your grace. We ask for the things that we need, for our daily bread, for forgiveness. And Lord God, we long for you to have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Should we end with a stomp and a clap?